Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 53 with Cutco Vector's DC Metro Division Manager, Kate Vassy. Throughout her 19-year career in business, Kate has had several key experiences that helped her learn what leadership is all about. It's about the people and how a leader can make them feel. It's about the journey itself and not the destination. By leading with love, Kate has been able to build powerhouse teams as both a district and division manager. In this short snippet from our original conversation, she shares some memorable stories and poignant lessons about authentic leadership. What follows here is an extremely powerful example of how a small shift in mindset for a leader can dramatically affect all facets of your business and your life. Kate Vassy has proven these concepts to be effective in practice, reaching the Cutco Vector Hall of Fame with over $40 million in sales. Now she is a shining role model as a divisional executive and working mother of two small children, and I know you'll be inspired by her example. Whenever you get value from a CLSK episode, please share it with others and consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. If you've never tried Organifi, visit their website and check out the range of products that they offer for health and wellness. Try out their great tasting green or red juice blend, or my favorite, their gold tea. If you use the code CLSK when you check out, you'll get 15% off your entire order. You'll also find deals for brain fuel and good weather wine by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. All right, here's Kate Vassy. Remember, the full conversation is at episode number 53. What were some of the, the early experiences uh, that stand out for you and some of the lessons that you feel like uh, came out of those? Yeah, one that stands out, Dan, is being a new district manager. My first few months, uh, we had a, a decent first summer and, and we finished a little over like $300,000 in sales. And I was lucky enough, like you said, to work with uh, Jeff Gimboa during my college experience. And so, Getting to be around him and, and all the success when I went into my first fall as a district manager was really one of the first times in my life that I struggled a little bit. It was the first time I really felt like I wasn't great at something. And I remember sitting outside of Max Dry Cleaners on the main highway of my territory where I was a district manager. And I remember calling Jeff Gamboa who was my division manager now at the time, I remember 
crying to him for the first time ever on the phone. And I remember sharing with him that I was frustrated and I was embarrassed. You know, I was supposed to be the top district manager and to go out and crush it. And I wasn't. And I don't remember exactly what Jeff Gamboa said to me in that conversation. But what I remember is I remember how he made me feel. And I think one of the most incredible things about Jeff Gamboa as a leader and what I've learned from him is his incredible ability to make people feel special and to make people feel loved. And I remember, Dan, after that conversation, we had a vector trip right afterwards. And I had a chance to kind of clear my head for a second. And it's where I put together right after that pivotal moment, my first million dollar year on the paper. And I crafted a list of questions I was going to ask myself every single morning. And I mapped out campaign by campaign and week by week exactly what needed to happen from March through the rest of the year. And that was a turning point in my entire life that I look back on. Because what unfolded after that was our first million dollar year. And almost week by week, exactly what I planned out ended up happening. Awesome. Before I know it, we've we've had a $750,000 second summer. And it's just attracted some amazing people onto the team. And now the organization's thriving and it's fun and it's energetic. And one of the things I, I've been sharing with, with my team is this rally of a thrill of a mill, right? And going for a million dollar target together. And I've also been talking about capturing the cup was one of our themes. So going after this national number one spot and, and winning our, uh, our team's silver cup in the rookie category. And going into the final week, it's the week of Christmas. And so, you know, in terms of sales, we're feeling pretty decent. We've got a $40,000 lead on team number two. I think we've got a pretty good enough of a cushion here, right? And I'm running a big dance training the day after Christmas. And all of our candidates are lined up in the back watching me run training. And they all know the standings are coming out today. And so at the end of training, confidently, I pull up on my laptop, the Vector Connect report, and I see that team number two had a $70,000 sales week in the last week. I think their best sales week ever. Of the year. In the last week. And they beat us for the Silver Cup. In that moment, I wanted to cry, flip a desk. I was angry. I was, I was embarrassed, right? I'm thinking to myself, what do I say to my team right now? In that moment where I had two choices, to be angry and upset and, and resentful or to pour love into my team, I closed my laptop. And I invited every candidate. I, I was like, hey, guys, come on up to the front. And I told my team that the number two team had beat us in the last week of the year and that we didn't win the Silver Cup. And I told them, 
I just want to tell you how proud I am of each of you. And we spent the next 90 minutes or whatever it was. And we went around to every person and we just talked about how much we love them on the team, how fun it's been to see their growth over this year. We talked about funny stories. We talked about all the cool things that have happened. And it was this huge celebration of what we'd created. And for the very first time, I realized it was about the journey. My team had already won. What happened is my team saw what I really cared about. And what I really cared about wasn't just the trophy. What it was about was who they were becoming, who we were becoming in the process. And I still remember that conversation that we all had together. In those moments, right, those key moments, is an opportunity for us to see our true character. And it's also an opportunity for people to see our true character as a leader. It was one of the lowest moments of working so hard to get to this place and probably also one of the most important lessons that I needed to learn. Tell me more uh, about some of the transformational moments as you moved into being a division manager and and leading a large organization. Yeah. So Dan, just a few years ago, I was in a, a spot as a relatively new division manager a few years in. And, um, I would say that I was really underperforming. I remember feeling frustrated. I I remember there's a a gap in where I knew our division could be performing and should be performing, right? And I remember coming to an SLC and John Kane came up to me and he offered to help me get help. And he connected me with Fima Zanke, who's also been featured on one of your podcasts. and. She was absolutely transformative in helping me to take the next step forward. What it allowed me to get back to and enabled to happen was just getting to that core of leading with love, leading from a place of really being authentic and not being perfect. I started asking people tough questions, not because I wanted to ask them tough questions, because, but they were the questions that needed to be asked, right? And doing it from a place of loving them and knowing that, hey, asking these questions can help them unlock their true potential. I really close my eyes and I think about the person before that interaction now. And I think about, hey, what is on my heart that I need to share? What is it that's going to help them move forward? And I really take that intentional time to think about someone. Mm -hmm. Try to open my heart and open my mind before the conversation to really be able to serve and pour into them. You know, at the beginning of the conversation, instead of starting with my agenda, say, hey, in our time together today, what is it that you're hoping I ask about? What is it that you really want to talk about today? What is it you want to get from our time together? Hey, I have a few thoughts prepared, but let's make sure we get to yours first. Hmm. And sometimes that means we don't ever get to, you know, if something's urgent, but if we don't get to my agenda, that's okay because my job is to serve and lead and love them to help them get to the next spot. I can remember a guy speaking many years ago, he was a very old man speaking many years ago at an event. He described a concept he called above the line and below the line, which basically meant how you're feeling emotionally. And, and, the, and that the way that you go above the line is through contribution. 
That was the way he described it. You go above the line through contribution. When you're contributing to others, when you're giving to others, when you're leading with love, as you've described here, that's where you feel better, you feel more motivated, and it just starts this upward cycle uh, that can help you in everything that you do. In making that shift, Dan, it also kind of transitions into a space of, instead of focusing on the problems, instead of focusing on the circumstances and where we weren't, right, or I wasn't, or our team, is stepping back and really taking a second in in doing this above the line like you're describing, right? Contribution and leading in love is really leading from a place of vision and hope and opportunities and solutions. I was in this spot for even a couple of years, I would say, of being focused on problems and fixing problems versus building my organization mm-hmm. versus focusing on the solutions. And that really is a big shift. And when you start shifting that focus, we all know it, right? But sometimes we forget to do it or forget to do it as often. And we get caught up in the, the day-to-day of fixing and problem solving versus, hey, am I, am I maintaining? Am I, I just going through the motions of, of checking this off the list and solving it? Or am I spreading vision? Am I spreading hope? Am I, am I u- using and looking at all the opportunities here And that's when life is really fun. It's no fun answering the phone, solving problems, right? And just fixing stuff all the time. It's fun building things and it's fun creating dreams and helping other people build their dreams. And it's fun looking at opportunities to win and and sharing hope. It could be the same job, but just doing it two completely different ways shifts everything. And that was really such a fun change to make. And as soon as that started happening, everything got lighter. You know, everything got easier. And it was all just so much more fun to do. The conversations became more fun and being around people. And and our division just became more magnetic. People started coming back that, you know, had been away. They could just feel that this was a spot that was going towards the direction of, of vision and hope. And that's an exciting place to be. Yeah. Um, And so Dan, just that one, that one shift, right. Of shifting out of fear and shifting out of anger and frustration and shifting into leading with love has changed everything. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.